Hello everyone! Welcome! Hi and welcome to Beyond Small Talk. My name is Jackie Janik, Women Empowerment Coach, helping women uncover their purpose and define their own path in the world. And today you are watching Beyond Small Talk every Thursday at the 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Hour right here on IG Live. Also, if you can't catch us live, you could always catch us on your favorite pod. Uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Audible, whatever is your favorite pod. Today, I am so excited to have my co-host, a longtime friend. We've sat in many women's circles together. Her name is Trina Parham and her handle is at love Trina. And that's just great at love Trina. And today we're talking about just putting me first. What does that mean? Especially for us women, just putting me first. How to do that? Like Trina's going to go in with us and really help us define what that means, how to get more of it and how to implement it. So let's get Trina on. And just so you know, Trina's a transformational coach, speaker, author, helping women who give too much and are overextended to reclaim her time and say no without feeling guilty. Oh, I think we could all really use that. I mean, raise your hand. Who can help in this area especially the guilt part Trina that guilt in your bio really got me because that's <laughs> hey hi Jackie hi Trina welcome to be on small talk thank you I know I finally got here so you finally made it I was <laughs> like great. everyone Trina and I go way back and we sat in like hundreds of women's circles yes. together okay. and we're in hundreds like I looked back and we actually I think it was 2008 wow really I got How married in 10 and yeah, I knew you then yeah so wow. it's been almost 12 years. Wow. So, and then go back and think about how many circles we sat in together. Yeah. Like, a lot. unreal. A lot. Unreal. So yeah. thank you for joining Beyond Small Talk. Yeah, and our topic today to is, yeah. And I love this is a new, I mean, you've been talking about women's relationship and love and empowerment and transformation for a while. But this new project about just putting me first, I think yeah. it's really hitting like a cord, especially saying no without feeling guilty. Like, yeah, I mean, well, you know, for I was a dating and love coach for over 10 years. And you know, my background as a social worker, and I've worked with women in all sorts of ways. And one of the things that I kept saying over and over again, and not only just professionally, but in my personal life, is just women who have a hard time saying no in all manner of situations. So whether it's when they're dating and they're afraid to ask for it to go to a certain restaurant or whatever it is, or even just afraid of, you know, saying no to, to their parents or to their boss or to their kids or whatever it is. It was like that same issue kept coming up and particularly for women who give a lot, you know, it's hard to say no. And it's, it's kind of an interesting um, situation for these women because in so many other areas of their lives, they really are very strong, independent people. But when it comes to certain relationships and that saying no, it's almost like they're feeling like you're not competent because you say no or feeling like, oh, if I can't strap this one more thing on my back, then somehow um, I'm not good enough or I'm not doing a good enough job. And it's just not true. And so and like I said, I've seen this over the course of, you know, women in my family 
and just how much it um, contributes to, to sickness, to illness, when you don't say no, and you just keep taking on so much. And I made a decision a long time ago, I did not want to be that person. But it didn't show up in my work until much later. So this is something that I personally worked on, and then have started working with this um, with women, you know, I would say in the past few years. Yeah, I think you nailed it just now because I've been thinking about this topic ever since, you know, I've learned it from you and just thinking. And you just said something really, really interesting. It's saying no makes me feel like I can't do it all. What do you mean? I can't do that one more thing. I'm yeah. superwoman. Yeah. Like I take on a lot and I have been priding myself on, you know, I'm now 45, working a day you know, full-time job, a side hustle, a daughter, and I like to have a life that I'm like, whatever, I could take on one more thing. And then when I say no, sometimes I'm like, oh, wait, I'm not really a superwoman. Like I can't do that one more thing. But how is that one more thing actually really serving me or anyone else by taking on more and like kind of like diluting all the other areas or all my other functions or purposes? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think for me, one of the things is, you know, the superwoman is human. And mm. one of the things that I realized for my own self is, so I was doing all of the things and realized that, you know, I crashed and burned. And I'm like, it's just not sustainable, number one. And it doesn't make me happy. It didn't make me happy to be doing all these things and spread so thin that, you know, I didn't have time left for myself. And that's what I see with so many women. It's like, you've got other things you want to do, whether it's write the book or even just veg out and do nothing. Because you don't yeah, have you feel to be guilty about oh, that, absolutely. right? I do. Like, I will, I'm a, I'm a TV binger. Like, this is my downtime to like yeah. take my brain off. Uh -huh. And like I said, uh, Housewives of New Jersey was on last night, and I get uh -huh. shit from for watching that kind of crap. Like, it's totally not a crap. Mm -hmm. and, but I need it because sometimes I need my brain to be like decompress. And as I'm like, as Mary J. Blige tells me, no more drama in my life. I let it go on over there. So mm -hmm. I think I'm always missing that that not always missing like I crave that little bit of drama but I don't want it for me at all I want it like over there on tv world and I'm like am I wasting my time by dedicating an hour on Thursday to you know housewives no, no. I mean you know my guilty pleasures married at first sight <laughs> like I, yeah. I love it and, and when you call it a guilty pleasure I just genuinely like the show but um but one of the things is for you to be able to thrive as a woman, for you to be able to enjoy your life, for you to be able to get out, because life is for you, you know, and I think a lot of times when you're a woman that gives too much, and you do a lot, and you take on a lot, you often have that feeling of, okay, you're here to serve, and the reality is, you know, let those other people serve, because the, re because the truth is, if you're a woman that has always been giving too much, chances are you were like that growing up, and so it's like, so, you know, now is your time, you know, and you deserve to have this time for yourself just because, you know, and, and that needs to be built into your time, into your day, because it, it makes you, it gives you joy just to be able to have your time, to have free time, to be able to breathe and say, you know what, hey, I just want to do nothing today. Or I just want to watch Real Housewives just because I don't need a reason. I don't need to quantify it or qualify it. This is what I want to do. And that's what I'm going to do. I think we have to start just saying it like that, just because I want to, yeah. period, end of sentence. It's, oh, it, I, oh, I feel that I 
need an excuse or mm -hmm. I need to explain why things bring me joy or why I'm taking this time and putting me first for a hot minute that I have to, I have to, yeah, quantify it, qualify it. And then I want to make other people believe it. And I'm like, right. no one else needs to believe it, but me. Right. Exactly. Basically. Well, listen, if you're, if you're watching us right now, you need a permission yeah. slip to take time for yourself. I'm giving you one right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving you the permission slip right now. Hey, I'm yes. giving you permission from from the ancestors, um, from the goddess, from the divine, from whoever it is, wherever it is you need it. I'm giving you permission right now to take time for yourself. Because the truth is nobody else is going to give it to you. And again, as women who take on so much, it's, it's almost like you feel so, you, you don't feel like yourself. And one of the things that I discovered is when I decided, hey, I can't do all of this, it was like, well, well then who am I? And I think mm. for a lot of women, when you do a lot and you have to ask yourself that question, it becomes hard because it's like, wow, you've spent so much time taking care of other people, looking out for other people, not giving yourself the time that you need. It's almost like you, you have to get to know yourself all over again. Because then you have to ask right, yourself, you forget who you are. You forget. You forget totally who you are because you you're doing being this productive person, always on the move. Mm -hmm. I see that a lot amongst um, you know friends, especially when women become in their forties. I feel like they've been doing it for so long, mm -hmm. right? That you raise kids, you have jobs, you have now uh, parents who are probably older mm -hmm. or just relatives that now need more of your care. It's no longer just your little. Um, intermediate family. I was reading sure. an article that women in their 40s now have so much more decisions to make because their parents are living longer, kids are staying home longer, and it's like this woman in her 40s is now making so many decisions and taking on so much in many different areas that in the past it didn't happen that way. You know, people didn't live till 80s and 90s. Like people were dead, so you yeah. didn't have to do all that work. And now, who are you without all this on you? With all this, I have to do and constantly in motion, I think women are, could be also afraid of like, oh my God, who am I, you know, and yeah. how to visit that again. Absolutely. I mean, I've heard it referred to like as a sandwich generation, because you're really trying, I mean, you're, you're split between these two generations that you're trying to hold together. And it just, it's not sustainable. And like you said, especially as parents are aging and if they get sick or something happens or you have a kid that's sick or even just taking care of your own self. And so you've got all of that. You're trying to maintain the relationship and you've got work and you've got friends that you haven't seen. And, you know, you want to keep, you know, the house and you're cooking and you're doing all the things. And it's like it's it's so draining. And again, I just want to stress like that's not who we're meant to be. You know, that's not all we're meant to be. And I think as women, as you described, you know, women in our 40s, especially, it's like, I know for me, the light came on, like, this is not all I'm meant to be, just to pour out and just give to other people and just serve and just to be a pack mule. Like, no, that's over. It's like, we're meant for joy, for pleasure, for play, for fun, for relaxation, for rest, for, and I mean, to work hard and all of those things together, but it's like, you don't even get a chance to enjoy the other stuff because you're, you're so bogged down. And again, this doesn't mean that these aren't things that you care about, but the reality is that, you know, you do feel so bogged down with some of these things.
And I think that not that this pandemic or COVID is like a great thing, but I think what I have been learning out of it is to slow down. Is that that way that um, a lot of women were working or are working or how I was working this nine to five, I was always rushing. And I, and I thought of that. I was always rushing to get my daughter to the bus, to get to work by nine o'clock. I was like, why do I have to be there at freaking nine o'clock? Like I can't do any, you know what I'm saying? To rush home. So my, so my husband could go to work. And so I could get her to bed, like always rushing that I feel Mm. that this pandemic has slowed me down in a really, really beneficial way where I'm not going back to my rushing life of working nine to five in an office. I think this showed that we can do things differently and still be just as effective, not e- maybe even more. And I have a life, a bit more of a life now. I never saw yeah. my daughter get off the bus, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, mm-hmm. that's sad. Like, that's a, that's a part of being a parent. That's the fun part, like getting yeah. off the bus, getting a mm-hmm. snack together, like that I find joy in. And I was mm-hmm. like, I didn't do that until this pandemic. So um, just putting me first. So. Can we offer some tips to the women listening? Like, how do we start? Where does it start to put me first? Yeah. Well, here's the thing that I've realized recently Mm -hmm. um, with women who struggle to put themselves first and make themselves a priority without feeling bad about it is you first have to know that, hey, you're you're on the edge. You know what I mean? And you don't want to like completely fall off the cliff. I mean, sometimes maybe it's good, but you have to really be honest with yourself and say, am I doing too much? Am I taking on too much? Am I, am I still busy trying to fix other people's problems? And the first thing you've got to do is just to be honest, you know, be honest with yourself. And then the one thing that I always say is you've got to tell your story, your, your, her story, whatever it is from the beginning to end. And and telling your story, what you start to see is you start to connect the dots about how you got here. Because I guarantee you, if you're the woman that's always, you know, um, feeling so shredded at the end of the day, and you're always overwhelmed, and you never have time for yourself, it didn't just start. So when you go back to when you grew up and how you were raised, chances are somebody told you along the way, or you saw mom do it or grandma do it or whoever to, to not take care of themselves. And you were probably told, hey, you know, you really have to care for other people and putting other people ahead of yourself. Like that is the lesson that so many of us learn. And so what happens when you tell your story is you start to see that arc. You start to see how all those pieces begin to fit together. And you're like, wow, that's how I got here. Because when you do that, then you can say, wow, I really don't want to live this way. This is not, you know, I'm meant for more. I want to have a different kind of life. The other thing that's really important um, are are boundaries. And one of the, so, you know, I love, you know, self-care and I think self-care is really important, but a a key component in self-care so that it actually takes, so that self-care becomes sticky and you actually feel nurtured afterwards is having boundaries. Because I'll tell you what doesn't work, Jackie, what doesn't work is taking, you know, you go, well, when everyone was traveling, I mean, I know some people are still traveling, but it's like you go away for a long weekend or you take a vacation and then you come back and it's like, ah, like still the Uh same stress that you left because you really didn't deal with the things that are preventing you from from true relaxation and so when you have boundaries when you're able to commute and all boundaries are I love um, Brene Brown because she says boundaries are basically um, telling other people what's okay and what's not okay Mm -hmm. 
And I think it's just such a simple way to look at it. But having boundaries is really important and being able to communicate those boundaries to other people. And so before that, but you've got to know what the boundary needs to be. So maybe the boundary needs to be, hey, I can't watch your kids every Saturday. Why? Because I just can't. How about that? <laughs> you know? And so, and once you start with those boundaries, which is a lot of the work that I help women do, because it's like people make you feel like you can't have boundaries. Mm -hmm. you know? Or they make you feel bad or they get oh, mad absolutely. at you when you start putting them on. You might say you have absolutely. one and then all of a sudden, because they're not used to you doing that. Mm -hmm. So you, it's just like another practice and you have to teach people like, hey, I have boundaries. And I like you talking about telling your story. Yeah, women could tell their stories. I love sitting in women's circles. I said that in the beginning. And that's how I feel to share my story through that um, journaling, mm -hmm. um, meditation, or I mean, I tell I talk to myself a lot in the car. <laughs> it might be mm -hmm. odd. But while I'm driving, I have lots of conversations in the shower, like I like to like, just feel it all out. So I um, offer women if they're thinking who's going to listen to my story, Trina will I will like there are places mm -hmm. and people and other women and coaches that might be more useful to tell your story to than just like sometimes a friend, you know, like people think, Oh, absolutely. Right. Get sometimes you might need yes to self talks. Yes. Um, the right yes. outlet to well, tell I'll your tell story you to figure it out. Absolutely. Well, I, I always recommend having a coach or someone to talk it out with, because once you talk it out, it's like, okay, now what do I do? Mm -hmm. And so that's where you don't want to get stuck. And that's where I think a coach can really come in handy. But I'll give you a quick tip. This is something that I started doing years ago. Um, if there's a story that you need to tell about your life, get um, just record an audio memo, record an audio memo and listen to it again, because there's something that's going to start to change when you hear your story in your own voice. When you hear it in your own voice, when you hear it on your own words, you're going to start to see things moving. So if you're stuck in a certain pattern or a certain way and you start to hear your own voice yeah. in your words and you hear it back, you're going to be like, wow, I really feel like that. I sound like that. You get the, because you understand your intonation, your inflection, the pitch in your voice. And so you might not be completely saying what you mean, but you understand what you're saying. And so if you want to start telling your story, that's a really good place to start. That's a good one. That's a good tip. And like, I hear myself on these things. I'm like, Oh, my God, is that how I sound? But that's how you yeah. sound like, yeah. it's okay. And like, Absolutely. hear yourself and accept it that yeah. this is who you are. And this is your story. And it's all okay. Um, and I 100% agree working with a coach or therapist or somebody or a circle yeah. of women because we offer different perspectives um than a friend i feel like friends try to go and fix you and there's no fixing needed it's mm -hmm. a different experience and expertise in that level um and i'll also say that like for the work that i do for a lot of women who give too much you actually don't know how to set boundaries a lot of the time but and so that's what I, and that's a lot of what I teach is how do you actually go about doing this? How do you actually go about having hard conversations with people? How do you actually go about saying no without feeling guilty? Because people are going to try to make you feel bad about it. Um, you know, th those are actual skills. And so that's a lot of what I focus on too, because sometimes, and it's, it doesn't make you a bad person. It just means you didn't learn these things. And so a big part of what I do is, hey, let me, let me help you. So you don't have to struggle and get to the point where you're so burned out that you're like, 
oh my gosh, I know I need to do this, but you're so frustrated and you're blowing up with people because you haven't learned how to set those boundaries properly. Yeah, I love boundary setting. I've been, uh, I mean, I think it's an uh, evolution for everyone working on. I don't have them like set. It's a practice. And I see particularly with my mother, sometimes my boundaries, <laughs> we've had conversations about yeah. this, yeah. go up and down. And that's like a, a, a relationship to work on with boundaries. Like mm-hmm. that one, I feel like, I don't know. But anyway, with boundaries, I do, my favorite sentence is no period Mm -hmm. like that's like I like that one like no and you don't need to follow up and I think that takes a lot of practice for me that takes a lot of um, building my own and acknowledging self-worth and trust that when I say no stop (laughs) that I can do it you know I can do that and I encourage you out there every beyond small talk listener can say no as a complete sentence and it's it's like a muscle right the more mm-hmm. you say it, the more you do it. And practicing in small ways, it you start to build the muscle. And as you do build that muscle, it gets easier and easier. But but you're right, because, you know, and, and life has an interesting way of bringing the same kind of relationship into our lives until we get it. And mm-hmm. so you start, so you think you've got boundaries set in this particular way, maybe it's at work. And then maybe you get a new job or a new boss or a new someone, you know, colleague that you've got to set boundaries again with that person. And so life is kind of like, okay, are you sure you got it? Well, let's just make sure, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it does that a lot. It's like, yes. it, you get a chin check on like, wait, Absolutely. you thought you were really good at that? Let me prove you. Let's yeah. see how good you really think you are. Yeah. So, yeah. um, we tell our story, we start sending some boundaries, having those conversations. What I like to notify women, like their return on investment, you're putting in this kind of work, what can we, what are things that we can get out of it? How can we feel? What does this do for us? Well, I can tell you one thing that happened to me um, when I first started doing this was I had more, I had more intimacy in my relationships. That was a really big deal because we, sometimes we tend to think that um, not having boundaries will make you closer. It's like, oh, I'm just going to give this person all that I have. And a lot of times people resent you for that. But when you say no and you have boundaries, it's like, wow, there's, there's an intimacy there because you're being your whole self. You're being your real self. And it's like, oh, wow, that's what this feels like. Like this is, so now you start engaging with people as who you really are, not your representative. And then all of a sudden, your relationships become better. The quality of relationships that you have begins to improve. Now, I'll tell you, I I lost people along the way because it it wasn't that it wasn't true. And but then the people that stayed and I was able to refine those relationships and I was so much better for it. I felt better. Um, The other thing is, you know, just joy. Just having joy. Yeah. And being able to, you know, enjoy your life just because there's a freedom that comes when you put yourself first. There's a freedom that comes with boundaries. And, and there's also a levity in your life. You feel lighter. You feel like, you know, oh, I don't have to worry about this person calling me. Or, you know, you're um, avoiding text messages and phone calls because you're afraid somebody's going to ask you for something. Mm-hmm. When you don't have to live in that kind of anxiety, it's like your whole world opens up. And so then what, what can you do with this time? How can you spend this time? How do you see life now that you don't have to deal with all of that? I mean, a lot opens up when you do this. 
Yeah, that's so interesting because it's like, look at all that now you could allow in that, like you said, brings you joy, um, fulfillment. You know, you're you're taking up a lot of space, maybe in that perspective, too, thinking, what can I get out of setting these boundaries and putting me first is space yeah. <laughs> and time. Absolutely. And like, oh, my God, those are the things that I think, you know, very busy women are like, I never have time. I never mm -hmm. have time. Well, mm -hmm. now let's this is a useful and effective way to give you time because you're eliminating the toxic, toxic, what doesn't work for you. Right. And you're Absolutely. allowing space what a, i love space like we've had and these we've conversations about too about space yeah space is such like a thing i mean we're both in new york we're in apartments yeah, yeah. <laughs> we live in the busiest you know city that space is like physical and mental like in your mind and as you get older i feel it like i'm a very visual person so i think of it like literally like a file cabinet in my brain like i feel like my brain opens up like i know that's weird but like whatever and i feel like it's just so filled like so filled that you know some days you just want to purge and like throw all the shit out and i'm like i just want to throw out all those thoughts and beliefs that just don't serve me anymore and just throw them out Absolutely. you know like purge the closet you, or it gives you emotional space it gives you spiritual mm -hmm. space where it's like all of a sudden you're not constantly meditating on how i can you know get out of this situation with this person it's like oh Oh, I can talk to them. How about that? I can talk to them. I can have this hard conversation. I could talk about this thing that's really been bothering me. And, you know, now you get to see what happens. Yeah. And we should remind people, I like that you said, it's building a muscle again. This isn't, I'm sure, going through your journey. Every step of it wasn't like, oh, this is like great. So oh, easy. No. And no. no, like there's bumps in the road, like Absolutely. obstacles that come, sure. come up right? Mm -hmm. for so sure. for example, an obstacle may come up. Um, do you have any tips of like, what to do about that? So any yeah. examples? Yeah. yeah. Well, one obstacle that often comes up is people push back. And so when you say, okay, this is this boundary that I'm holding for myself, I'm no longer doing X, Y, or Z. And then people get frustrated with you. Mm. And so and part of what you have to do, and not easy, but being okay with being uncomfortable and knowing that ultimately that putting yourself first is, is beneficial for everyone. And, and once you can start to accept that and truly believe it, um, it'll, it'll really make things a lot. Like I said, ultimately you've, you've got to look at this, like you've got to take the, this is a long game. And mm -hmm. so, and especially if you're someone that hasn't really had good boundaries with people, um, it's going to feel really uncomfortable and awkward at first. But the more you do it, you're going to be like, okay, this is, this is something that, um, that feels good to me. And other people will start get, getting used to it. And if they don't, you know, like I said, you'll see some people exit your life, but you're also going to have, um, you know, better relationships overall. And I'm not just talking about intimate relationships, but, or personal relationships, but relationships at work. Like all kinds of things really do improve. I feel like I went off on a tangent. Did I answer your question? No, you did answer because okay. an obstacle is others will push back. Yes, I, absolutely. absolutely. Like I set a boundary and maybe typically I always say yes to this. And now I'm like, it doesn't serve me. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, it's really not serving the other person either. If I'm not showing up, being authentic, you know, putting into the, uh, to the relationship, um, they're going to say, 
you know, they might not be happy about that for sure. Yeah. Like and many want, people. Absolutely. And I want to clarify something like, and particularly mm-hmm. with the work that I do, when I'm talking about putting yourself first, I'm specifically talking about women who have not done this. So there are some people out there, you, you need to be putting somebody else first because you have been so consumed with yourself and you haven't done anything for anybody else. So there are some people out there, hey, you do need to maybe take an attitude of service and and think about, you know, putting someone else before yourself for a change. I'm not talking about that. I'm specifically talking about women for years, for their entire lives, where they have always come last on their list. They've always come mm-hmm. last. They haven't given themselves the time. They're always taking care of other people's needs before before their own. So if that's you, this is this is what I'm talking about. Right. And just because to make it clear, very great clarification. When we when I say too, I talk about self care all this all the time and putting things that I feel of joy and fulfillment first doesn't mean I don't do for others and serve of others. Right. Right. right? They could coexist. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be one or the other. No. However, I think women or people just think in general, oh, you're taking a self-care day. What about your kids? Like, that's like the first thing people always say. Mm. Like, They're taken care of. Yeah. But I need to take care of me. And she has five days a week. She really has six and a half days a week, right? I have a half mm. a day to myself. So these things could coexist. I see. I know. I totally hear you on the type of woman you work with. And to be clear, like these two ideas could um, coexist. Absolutely. And I'm just saying in terms of priorities. Yeah. So, you mm-hmm. know, and I think, because we're all human beings. And so all of it works together. And I think though, you know, what we're talking about is when, you know, putting yourself versus out of balance. I guess that's a better way Mm -hmm. of saying it. Like when you're out of balance with that, it's like the way you want to get in balance is by making sure that you're making yourself a priority and you're bringing all these things. And it, because it brings all that other stuff into focus, it makes it clear. Yeah, that's a really good point. Out of balance. That's a great way to phrase that. So women could identify it with themselves. Absolutely. That was awesome. So we could find you at just putting me first. If we go there, what's what's on there? Um, So (laughs) it's a it's a free guidebook. So feel free to download it. Um, It talks a little bit more about the specific steps about how to put yourself first um, and say no without feeling guilty. So if you know that's something that you struggle with, definitely get the guidebook. You can check it out there. Or if you want to have a conversation with me about how I can help you do that, um, you can also um, click on the link on the site to um, sign up for a consultation. And we can talk more about your specific story because I know sometimes um, when you're talking about stuff like boundaries and how to put yourself first, everyone has a specific situation. And so if you want to learn more about um, how to get support around that, you know, you can uh, reach out or you can DM me here on Instagram. Yeah, and I'll put your information for everybody uh, on this post as well. Um, Thank you so much. I really I wrote some notes because you were always so insightful. And I was like, the superwoman is human. Like you just need to say that all the time. Because that like, it clicks, like you can feel it. And, you know, if you're putting me first is out of balance, I feel like that really could put a nice reframing for women to understand. Like, you don't have to, you're superwoman and you're still human. So this is all okay. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. I'm like, 
share that with you. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. So everyone find Trina on IG at, at love Trina. And if you didn't show up live today, that's okay. Cause you could always find us on your favorite pod, Apple podcasts or Spotify audible or YouTube. This will be up tomorrow. And maybe we can convince Trina to come back for a bonus edition next month. Yeah, <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. Sure. It just took 35 episodes. I'm putting you on the spot. I'm here. I'm here. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I'm just playing. Um, and thank you, thank you, Trina, Aww. for everything. Your friendship so great, and everything. Jackie. Same to you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Beyond Small Talk every Thursday at the 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Hour. See you next Thursday. Bye. Bye.